0: No <laughs>
1: of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, August 10th, a little 8 o'clock start time, and already got the intro wrong, which is nice. This is how you know that I took two shows off, and it feels like It's a completely new year, new season, which not, by the way. LA Galaxy still have 10 days before they restart the season after they crash out of Leagues Cup. We're going to talk a little bit about that long break, but all of the players are in on camp as well. So we want to talk about all those players, get that stuff going for you. And then, of course, everybody wants to know about Neymar. Uh, Do I have any inside information? We're going to find out. Thank you for joining us today. Hope everybody is doing wonderful. We're very happy and glad to have joining us tonight. The Cannon herself Miss Sophie Nicola on the on the is it like the eve of the EPL kickoff? Are we are we one day away? How close are we?
0: It is. It's Christmas Eve. Also oh. the Cannon fired at the Panda Pandas out. Yeah. Cannons in for the
1: panda I don't know. I hit the wrong button. It's so if we were talking before this I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing I took two shows off it was like a week two shows. you know
0: Excuse me uh, PTO who <laughs> yeah. did you put your PTO into yourself I, Yeah I had, so to, you approved I had to approve it your your own own yeah, yeah I
1: did have you, to approve it You my know, the listeners
0: PTO. really have to approve that for you before you go out but uh, where where did you go? How? Please tell me you used your time wisely.
1: I mean, no is the, always the answer for that. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, I had so so we all know that it, you know it was it was going to be a big Saturday night for Josh. He's been talking about it for months since he got his tickets to go see Miss uh, Taylor Allison Swift, and so he was very excited about that. But my uh, sister in law and her husband were flying in. My two nieces were flying in. So we had eight people. Uh, I don't I don't live in a palatial mansion here. You know, we got like three three <laughs> bedrooms. One of them I use for a podcast studio. It's the guest bedroom. Uh, we had kids sleeping down on the floor. My oldest is in town, too. I had kids sleeping downstairs in the living room. We had two people in the guest room. You know, Of course, Jake is the only one who's probably comfortable, and he's sleeping in his own room with his own air conditioner and just chilling and re- relaxing and do all that stuff. So, so I was like, I'm going to take some time off and just... Just deal with all that, and it was it was you know it was great. I loved having them here. It wasn't too much. They were only here for four days, and they came from the East Coast, which is a huge trip for them to go to, to come all. Okay,
0: Clark Griswold. Listen, right. It does sound like Christmas. Uh, so while you were swanning around with uh, Taylor Swift and enjoying yourself, singing your heart out, by the way, did I tell you a friend of mine directed her style video?
1: Yes, I know. You told oh, me. Oh, I did. I tell you. You, you told, told you me and I got angry because I'm like, you've been like half a step away from uh, meeting, you know, Taylor. And it just I told I've yeah. t- I've been very honest. And and you see me around. uh you know, rather famous people on a regular basis. And you and I have been around a lot. I mean, yes. You more than me, of course, because every time we talk about it, you name drop somebody else in there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she knows this person as well. I actually was talking about you uh, at the concert, at the Taylor Swift concert, because I was like, Sophie knows So everybody. I was there. You were there. I love that. Yes. I was
0: there. I was there. Well, while you were doing that, I was recovering from the old COVID. By oh. The way. oh, did you get the yeah. vid? I did. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and, and when I told people, they were like, is that even a thing anymore? Yes, it <laughs> I'm is. I'm like, what? So what? We just kind of like threw it away. Yes, it's a thing. And I had it. <laughs> oh. And I think I got it at Dave & Buster's. This is why I never want to go to Dave & Buster's, <laughs> but I had to go because my great nephew was here. Right. Who likes going into that Petri dish.
1: I, I don't, David. But I mean, I'll be honest. It was the the first time I've really had sort of. A, oh, there's a lot of people here. Was at the at the Taylor Swift concert at SoFi Stadium with you know seventy three thousand people there or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, by the way, I would just like to point out that if the LA Galaxy needed anybody to be able to run for ninety minutes um, and probably sing and dance at the same time, I think Taylor Swift could could do that. She she played three and a half hours, Sophie. Three and a half it, it, hours.
0: Is she the biggest star, musical star in the world right now? Is it her? Is it Beyoncé? I um,
1: I don't like to split. I I think everybody has their own thing, but mm-hmm. I I'll tell you, I felt like I was never going to see, I was never going to see another like that, a concert like that ever again. I felt like this was a moment in time. Um, That's I, how
0: I felt about Michael Jackson at Wembley Stadium. You of, know, I felt of, like I'm of, never going to see anything like that. Of course,
1: you saw Michael Jackson at Wembley Stadium. Why don't you go ahead
0: tell, tell us what? I mean, else? I, I did grow up in London. It's like you guys going to the forum and stuff like that. That was my forum. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Wembley.
1: <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. Um, I, Want to
0: I, talk football? Like, what's going on with the... Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. Really? What is going on with the LA Galaxy? Uh, players came in. You know, uh, unfortunate timing on my part, which was, you know, hey, let me not have a show the Thursday, basically, after the transfer window <laughs> closes, but... I figured everybody would relax and and being the Galaxy weren't doing anything um, and weren't going to be playing any games and weren't going to be doing all that stuff. I figured we had plenty of time to cover this stuff. Galaxy in the window. I'll tell you, for a team that was restricted with the uh, transfer ban and everything else that was sort of going on, did an unbelievable amount of business. Five players, five players. And you and remember, we have to start with Tony Alfaro who came in, right? And so mm-hmm. that was the first player. Uh, the LA Galaxy landed, you know, more towards the end of the window. The, I mean... Listen, Greg Vanny was telling us, hey, maybe two to three players, right? Oh, maybe three to four players, right? I don't think anybody had five on their bingo card that the Galaxy were going to be able to land five total. Um, But Diego Fagundes comes in. Uh, You got Michael Barrios who comes in. You had Edwin Sorrillo, which is going to be a really interesting one. And Maya Yoshida. We knew about Yoshida before the, the window closed, but we knew that once the window closed, they would announce Yoshida as well. And so the Galaxy doing that business. And again, five players brought in. And I have a little chart, and I'll show you a little bit later, but the galaxy did that. I know. Got to have a chart, Touchdown. right? Touchdown. We had um, a chart. Uh, the ga- the the galaxy did some good business without outlaying a whole bunch of cash. So, um, I, I have I'm, a question
0: for you. Yeah. Do you think this business would have happened if Chris Klein was still here? Is that a fair question? Because the the team's going through this. This seems to me when everyone's looking for a positive step and a move in the right direction and wanting smart people making good business decisions, it seems to me that they've nailed this transfer window. Now, I'm going to learn a lot by you talking a little bit more about a couple of the players who I'm not as educated about, but it feels to me that this is a culture shift in maybe the the you know being smarter at the on the business side of things maybe i don't know if i'm being melodramatic
1: it's weird it's weird to sort of say and this is why i would say that it's not easy to answer that question and the and maybe that's people will say i'm sitting on the fence the bottom line is the galaxy probably wouldn't have been this deliberate to pick in in interleague players as much as they would have had it not been for the transfer ban, right? So mm-hmm. if sure. Chris Klein was still around, then yeah, it probably still would have happened this way, only because that's where the options were, right? Now, uh, if you heard Greg Vandy talk about it, he he really praised sort of the way that the the his, we'll call them their minions, but you know, his minions, right? You have the guys like Will Kuntz and Michael Stevens and Jovan Karovsky and the team that they put together to be able to locate the players within the league and then actually get deals done within the league and and mm-hmm. This is this is where I always get to laugh because people are always like they're going to I mean there were articles written about this in the Athletic which I thought was craziness if you talk about lack of perspective which was oh well everybody's going to take advantage of the galaxy because um you know they're they know that they can only do interleague transfers and so they're going to jack up the prices on everything and it's going to be really hard to get deals mm-hmm. done five guys and I would say that I don't think they overpaid for anybody. Five guys they didn't. And why is that? Why did pe- people knew the the situation the galaxy were in? So right, it wasn't like yeah, they yeah they could have, but why didn't they? Because they needed something too. It's it, it takes yeah. two to tango, and it always yes. does. And that's why we see movement happen in transfers all over the world, right? You and I was reading an article about like the transfer win- just what a transfer window is, and somebody trying to mm-hmm. explain it. And they got at the heart of the thing. Why are there so many transfer deals at the ends of windows, right? It's There's two reasons. One, people need to make moves because it's closing yes. and nothing. But whenever somebody makes a move, it opens up another move for somebody else, right? So it's this cascade of effects. That's what the LA Galaxy are getting from these is guys looking to offload or move or, or shuffle around. That's why there's two people in this willing to make trades.
0: Also, Josh, um, games dictate um, business, Right. And you could argue that the League's Cup was another example of, you know, we need to make some moves here. If we're going to make a run for the playoffs, we need to make some moves. In the Premier League, watch what's going to happen. The transfer window doesn't shut till the 1st of September. The league starts tomorrow. Right. Like you said, there's going to be a flurry of business because the few games are going to kick in. God forbid, there might be injuries, but that's when the demand's going to kick in. That's you know, that's just the nature of, that's why they call it transfers. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. demand, supply.
1: It, and, and that's the whole thing. It's like everybody thinks, and, and they do this every year with, um, with uh, international slots as well, right? They always say, well, the Galaxy always used so many international slots. And so everybody knows they're going to need all these international slots, so they're going to jack up the price. Mm-hmm. that hasn't happened i mean yes you'll see sometimes a, uh, a spot will go for a little bit higher than than others and every once in a while you're like yeah. oh you overpay but when you overpay on a transfer slot or an international slot it's like overpaying by like twenty five thousand dollars it's not like you paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more in, in general allocation money that's not what happens again th-
0: so, so what's the state then of this window and what kind of you know like the tam and the gam and it, as the as the galaxy approach the next window where they're they're going to be open to DP and some kind of mega deals or on right. the table here, what does this mean? What's kind of how how's it all fallen into place?
1: I, I've I've talked about this with uh, with people around and near the front office about you know the mindset, and I think all of these signings continue with the mindset that they had coming into this, which is, are they going to help us in the long term? And we're not going to sign somebody really like short term unless it's short term right. with with relatively little you know risk by the way mm-hmm. tony alfaro short term And the reason it's short term is he's a free agent at the end of this year, right? So now the Galaxy brought him out here. He fits in really nicely with the LA Galaxy and what they're trying to do. He's already shown a little bit of what he can do. And I think he's a really good sort of player that will be in a backup position, it seems like, more than a starter if we think that Maya Yoshida is going to be a starter. Um, But that's a short term deal that doesn't hurt them, right? So they paid the money for it. They get it done. He comes over. He plays for the rest of the season and then he's a free agent at the end of the year. It doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt their flexibility. It didn't hurt their pocketbook, right? The the whole deal. It's mm-hmm. like, and if he stays and they work out a deal with him, then great. That that's great. But they have the flexibility to be able to do that. None of these deals, that at least as far as I can tell, hurt the flexibility that they have coming up. And even from Greg Vanny uh, talking to him, and I will also agree with this. He said, you know, I think we did everything pretty like financially responsible. So none of this money is going to hurt them. In fact, let's go to the chart because the chart's fun. And then we'll talk about the indiv- individual cool. players, right? Um, Tony Alfaro acquired for $125,000 in general allocation money, right? So um, you're like, okay, so, you know, that's not... That's not great, right? But it's it's not it's not horrible, and I still think there's going to be a good chance that they keep Tony Alfaro at the end of this. He just seems to fit this system really well, and maybe he likes living in LA, right? So um, they have a future prob. They have a, a probability of giving away some future general allocation money of three hundred seventy-five thousand if uh, performance metrics are made. So Galaxy have. We're going to talk about sort of the guaranteed that they absolutely have to give away, and then the future, which is the performance metric stuff, where if they play a certain number of games, if they score a certain number. Of goals. It's all in the contract, and we don't know what those are. Um, mm. But there's a possibility of it being up to this much, right? So, um, so Tony Alfaro, one hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. Diego Fagundes, who is a million-dollar striker, by the way. He, or excuse me, a winger, a million-dollar winger. That was a coup. That was a that's a good one. He just signed a new contract with Austin right? And Mm -hmm. he wasn't, he apparently for whatever reason, not fitting into what Josh Wolf sort of had in mind, right? So they get him for $300,000 and they give him Memo Rodriguez. I love, I love Memo. I really did enjoy him. Um, people are going to tell you that, oh, well, he wasn't really... I thought he was good for what you wanted, but they were playing him out of position a lot. So I think he was sort of better in the center, and I don't think he was going to really find too many spots there in the center for him to uh, sort of excel with Ricky Pouge there. And Gaston Brugman, we'll talk about Gaston as well. Um, But that type of thing. So they gave away Memo Rodriguez. You got to give to get sometimes, right? Not not a huge loss, though. I think everybody sort of says they would take that. Um, So $300,000 in Memo Rodriguez go to Austin. Austin, uh, and then on this deal, um, Austin has the ability to to recapture another 600,000 in performance metrics. That's one to watch. I think that Diego Fagundes is going to be the type of player to meet performance metrics. I think that that money could, you know, so now you're in $900,000. Yeah, he's Rodriguez. got great
0: market value. He's he, got great market value. He
1: does. There's also a chance that Memo Rodriguez plays in the Galaxy get $150,000 coming the other way. There was performance metrics on both players as they went, which was hysterical. Some of this stuff is just ridiculous, but uh, $150,000 could come back to the LA Galaxy if Memo Rodriguez plays. So that's something. Michael Barrios, uh, the Galaxy gave away a 2024 first round draft pick, which who cares? I, I'm sorry, but the draft is a joke anymore, and I don't care. Yeah, so, I, I agree. So they got they got my they got Michael Barrios for a 2024 first round draft pick and fifty thousand dollars. Five zero, fifty thousand dollars. Like I I don't know. You could probably go trade in my cars, my two cars, and you could get fifty thousand dollars. And they're not even in good shape, right? Like it's like okay. <laughs> no problems um, on that. So I mean, that seems really good. Maya Ishida is free. He was a free agent, so he's brought in. That's no money there. Edwin Sario is really super interesting. We're going to talk about that. But two hundred thousand dollars in general allocation money sent for a twenty-two year old. Actually, a pretty a pretty good amount with the possibility <laughs> of another four hundred thousand going to FC Dallas for uh, for Cerio. Uh, and I will tell you right now, um, as well as Dallas is holding on to a sell on percentage as well. They, I mean, everybody thinks that this kid is probably not going to stay in MLS forever. Um, but yeah. when you look at what he's doing and how he's doing it, this still feels like a really good deal. Um, probably one of the players on this, which is, has the highest upside. And he's not at 22. You would think that he is a guy, Sophie, where you would be risking a whole bunch of like money on him. And this is a guy who has like 87 games in Major League Soccer, and he started like 62 of them. He's not yeah. he's not an unknown. You know what you're getting, and a defensive midfielder, a place where the LA Galaxy needs some help, made a lot of sense. So 200000 on that, possibly 400000 on it. So the Galaxy got five players for $675,000 in general allocation money and a 2024 first-round draft pick. Um, their future obligations to, to, for money is up to $1.375 million in terms of how much money that they would be owed if all the performance metrics hit. Um, but they also have a chance of getting $150,000 for that memo thing back. So, again, guaranteed they had to pay 675, dollars which is a great bit of business. Uh, most they're sort of in and that is is into that $1.92 million if you add everything together of what they were able to do in this. And I don't think they're going to be anywhere near that whenever it all pencils out in 2024. So... Um yeah. Can I just say you may have been away for a couple of shows, but you have not lost
0: your spreadsheet
1: edge you know, at all? You know, I did okay. I did feel like I was missing the spreadsheets a little bit, so so I, I, I okay, went and so did you, that one.
0: It all looks lovely on paper. Right.
1: You want Who's you want to playing? talk about these guys?
0: <laughs> Who's playing Josh? How does it? What's the start? And how does it affect the team? How what what does this look like?
1: Let's let's go and talk player by player, and we'll sort of be able to, I think, put together some of that. Uh, the LA Galaxy announced that Diego Fagundes, uh, was joining the LA Galaxy August first. Um, that's when that that trade sort of became official. I do like this little movie poster thing they're kind of doing.
0: Yeah, that. I do. I I do too. Very was, much so. Uh, I, was yeah, like, I was like, I was like, that's good marketing. It's
1: best I've seen in a while, to be honest. Here you go. Just to pay attention to Diego Fagundes. First time in the league is 2011. It's now 2023. 13 years in the league? Something like that. It's right around there. Uh, Whenever he finally comes in. 347 games played. 262 games started. Almost 20, just a little over 23,000 minutes in the league. 66, uh, excuse me, 68 goals. 67 assists. All right, -hmm. This 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 is a real player. And he has been. And if you remember him for New England Revolution for all those years, um, you, you should remember, I mean, you know, 2013, 13 goals, seven assists. You sort of try to pick out some of these things. Uh, Austin, he had seven goals and five assists uh, in 2021, 16, uh, six goals and 15 assists in 2022. Uh, this year just two goals and two assists, right? Sort of following the trend that Austin is. But if you go and look at sort of what he's been able to do, he sort of seesaws a little bit back and forth. He has two good years, maybe one sort of down year, two good years, one sort of down year. Um, Whenever you look at what he's doing, I think it's reasonable to say that in the system that the LA Galaxy are running and the fact that Gaston Brugman is out and we got information Mm -hmm. on Gaston Brugman that he had successful surgery. Now there was hopes that it would just be a repair And or excuse me, there was hopes that it would just be this removal of his uh, of his knee that, that had this problem in it and that they could just take this piece out. And if they took the piece out, he could be back in like three to four weeks. Um, but they were pretty sure that it was bad enough. It was going to need repaired, and repaired is three to six months. Uh, the Galaxy announced that he w- had successful surgery uh, and that he would miss the remainder of the season. So we could. That's a know, tough one. Yeah, we could demise We could at least sort of figure out that they probably had to go in there and repair things. That yeah, way he's yeah. He's out. Um, that's now, let's see. Uh, Chicharito, season ending injury. Uh, uh, Caceres, season ending injury. Uh, and then Brugman, season ending injury. Three starters uh, that that all had season ending injuries. Um, and very
0: much a spine in the team very front much. to back.
1: Fair you much. know, that's a, that's a really,
0: really big deal. I like this signing. I think, listen, um, league experience. Would you say durable? Is that fair? He's a seem, durable player. He,
1: he seems to be, I mean, you know, 19 games played 14 games started already for Austin right now, 1031 <laughs> minutes. Um, you know, 34 games played 33 games played 2020, 19 games played, 25 games played, 33, 32, 34, 30, 31, 31, 20. I mean, yeah, I you mean. Could, he seems he seems like he's a durable guy, but also in a position that they need help at because if we watched how they were playing in Leagues Cup, Douglas Costa was sitting more in the center to sit next to Ricky. So mm-hmm. now they need another winger on the outside. We talk about flexibility. Think about this. So if Douglas Costa's contract is up at the end of the year, he's going to move inside to pair with Ricky Pouge. You're going to have Diego Fagundes on one side. You're going to have Tyler Boyd on the other side. So you got two Mm -hmm. now speedy wingers on both sides with Douglas Costa and Ricky Puglia in the center. And then either Uri Rossell or Edwin Cerillo. We'll talk about Cerillo in as sort of the holding midfielder. You got to find a place for Mark Delgado. Mark Delgado might come in there as well. There's all these little options they said. But what happens whenever you get rid of Douglas Costa and you grab Gaston Brugman and you put him back in whenever he's ready for next season is that you're able now to use Diego Fagundes as a TAM slash like high-elevated player on the wing. You don't have to use a DP spot on that anymore. So the Galaxy are going to have two DP slots open, and they kind of get to choose where they want that to be because they've kind of put together a pretty decent midfield or at least uh, decent wingers with Boyd and uh, and Fagundes there. And you could go out and get a DP winger and make Boyd a backup, and Boyd's only making $225,000 a year, but his contract is also up at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if he's staying. Either. Again, the flexibility is there, though, and you can see that it's there. So,
0: Yeah, I, I, they, it feels like signings that are going to improve the, the team's opportunity to make it into the playoffs. Beyond that, I don't think anyone's... That's why I asked you the question at the top of the show. Right now, beyond that, yes, everyone knows there's this larger, bigger picture, and LA Galaxy have kind of fallen behind a little bit on maybe... I I think the the latest commercial efforts and the marketing has been a lot better than it had been last season and and the season prior. I think that's fair to say, Josh. But on the pitch, you know, they've definitely, when you're seeing what's happening in Miami, when you're seeing what's happening in a lot of these new markets, Mm -hmm. even, you know, uh, I I think you'll get to uh, Jalen Neal in a little bit. Uh, But, you know, developing these homegrown, they have an opportunity to kind of make a star, right? A local boy into a star. But LA Galaxy also needs stars. It's so important they make the playoffs this season because uh, do you think the five stars are enough as the attraction to attract like a superstar type player right now if they miss the playoffs do you think it has to be part of the toolbox the selling kit the pitch deck the powerpoint
1: right i think it helps i mean it certainly helps listen i I always think that um that the location that the la galaxy are in or lafc are in really drive a lot of the interest right and so Mm -hmm. um and that sucks if you're you know Salt Lake City. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're in if you're Kansas City trying to get these huge big name stars, and there's even a question about whether the LA Galaxy should go out and get these huge massive big name stars, that type of thing. There's we'll talk about Neymar here in a second, um, but I, I don't know. It helps, and that's all. I, I think that's what it does. It makes it an I easier. I think they sell.
0: can't afford to not make. I think I think it'll be really
1: it's it's Poor. a it's a steep it, climb right now. I mean, seriously, I think I think the Discord, that twelve games left, right? I think the Discord sort of figured out that it was basically six, three, and three. The Galaxy have to go six, three, and three in the twelve games. I think I think
0: this team can do it with these signings, and, and I believe maybe. that the, here's here's what well, you know why I say that because they did it last season. They went on a run. when When the chips were down and the pressure was on and they knew that they just had to go on a run, they did that and there was something that galvanized this team it's almost like they they take that cup mentality right you know over a period of games now in a long season they just can't click to be at the top but there's something that's happened over the the last season and and they've proven that they can do that and i think they can do it again because of this transfer window
1: yeah i mean i don't think any of this stuff hurts i'm just i'm just i would caution that i don't know that any of these are game changers right i think
0: no, but Ricky's a game changer. And, that, and they'll always be in with a shot. If they can keep games tight, he's a, he's a game changer player.
1: Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, wanted to get to this uh, super chat from Philip. Philip, uh, $5 super chat says, MLS's goofy rules to get Neymar to the galaxy. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. There you go. See, look, a little T-Swift, uh, <laughs> T-Swizzle stuff. Good job, Philip. Extra point for you.
0: not really there, familiar with this. all of her music. I have to say I'm not. I liked it when she was kind of country girl. I you enjoy, know,
1: I enjoy I'm I'm a little bit country Taylor, a little bit rock and roll Taylor, which is why the Red Album is for me. I will tell this. You're a mu- hybrid. I, I am. As much as everybody gives me crap and says that I'm a Swifty, I need to bow down and understand that I'm a pure amateur whenever I went there and I saw some of these young ladies uh, singing and dancing next to me for like three and a half hours, knew every single word to every single song. And like, I'm good at like 70% of the words. I can get, I was there for most, I was up for most of that concert. I was there, I was paying attention. But good we Lord, believe I'm you, an Josh, amateur. I'm an amateur.
0: Believe, listen, you're, you're putting up a worse defense than LA Galaxy's am, defense right now. An, Just put it while you're
1: ahead. Amateur you know? compared to those ladies. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, but we'll leave it at that. So, So anyway, so I don't know that any, like I said, I think these are, these are, good signings i think like you look at something like michael barrios right now here's a guy sophie who's i think entire career has been just to punish the la galaxy like he, this guy used to <laughs> score goals on the la galaxy like it was like it's not hard and it would be like disappointing you'd go to colorado and you'd be like oh maybe this time we're going to get something out of this game and then michael barrios would be out there scoring stupid goals and you're like i hate you um so yeah, twenty games played so, so far. Yeah, tw- <laughs> twenty games played so far in 2023 for Colorado. Two goals, two assists. It-, it was funny. This was one, and I had tipped everybody off. I had heard uh, from a source that the LA Galaxy weren't done. They had. We basically knew that um, that Fagundez was coming. I think we knew that Edwin Sario was coming as well. That was one that was that was out there. But Marco Barrios that, that hadn't hit. And so it didn't hit until the next day when the LA Galaxy announced and I was talking to somebody and they're like, you know, there's one more out there. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm like, well, like, you know, wh- who is it, blah, blah, blah. And they're, yeah, they're, you know, it was being shy, They'll being a little shy with me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. And they're like, it's somebody who can play a f- as a forward, certainly, but can masquerade as a striker if you need one. And so I was trying to figure out who it was. I didn't, by the way. Um, but I knew that there was one more signing coming and I let everybody know that. Uh, but Michael Barrios... You like it? I, I, for $50,000 in a first round draft pick, that's like like throwing a dollar on a lottery ticket. It's like, okay, cool. And if it hits, then I made some money. And if it doesn't, then it costs me a dollar. This is... Yeah, it's a no-brainer, this one. It's low risk. I just... It's just low risk. That's all. It's low risk with... Some upside, and I think that when you make deals like that, you're not hurting yourself. I think Marco Barrios could come in here and be a really good sub for the LA Galaxy. If you think of Dayon Yovlitch starting, and I think that there is a real focus to make sure that Dayon gets his chances for the rest of the season to be the goal scorer that I think that they think they that he can be. Um, mm-hmm. I think he can be it too. It's just he hasn't shown it. Um, but I think that Michael Barrios will be there to help in that super sub
0: yeah and I think they need a super sub you know and Dayan was a good super sub and starting is a lot different and the responsibility and accountability you know to be engaged as a starter is just completely different he relished coming on as the hero yes we saw the celebrations he dug he loved it but now he's being asked to be a number one and he's not adapting into that number one role and I don't believe it's because of lack of talent it's all here with him
1: yeah that, it, that's it my take <laughs> he needs another dinner with Sasha Klesh and Sasha used to have him over and have some <laughs> dinners with him and
0: We'll buy him dinner. Up.
1: Right, yeah, whatever he wants. Um, yeah, but but here's the thing about ride. Barrios is very much like more direct. He's a more direct mm-hmm. guy. He's going to want to run in behind. He's going to want balls in there. And I think the Galaxy can use that a lot, especially later but in games. But now
0: you've got Boyd and Fagundas. I mean, that well, you know, that's allows huge. for a plan B, yeah, you know, plan, well, uh, well, playing
1: well, the higher ball. So you have two outside wingers now. They're able to cross and able to get assists. You have Costa, who's going to parade and masquerade inside with Ricky Pooch, And Ricky can create and do that stuff. You put somebody like Deon Jovalich, or michael barrios with barrios sort of running in off the back shoulder being more direct looking for roots and spaces he's quick he's fast right those are two different mm-hmm. things and i swear to god if i do a podcast on my dying day i'm to get people to understand quickness and fast uh, and and overall speed are two different things right um mm. so he is both of those things he's quick he's fast he's annoying um, and yeah, you, you want you he's don't. like a mosquito. Oh, so annoying! I mean, he's not a yeah, big yeah. guy. He's always sort of been that way. So anyway, I, I like it. Um, little little photo of uh, of Cerio and Michael Barrios in there, and and the other thing is that uh, as we move to to Cerio and Edwin Cerezo again, young kid. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about it already, but I said this. This is, not, this is not a lie. He has 87 games played in Major League Soccer. He has almost 5,500 minutes played. 62 games started, right? He has almost 1,400 minutes just this year. 19 games played. 15 games started for FC Dallas. Two assists, right? And listen, he's a defensive midfielder. He's not scoring goals. Don't look at that stat is what you want. But he seems to really fit in with what the LA Galaxy want to do. And they need a guy. They need a six. They need a guy who's going to sit and be a defensive midfielder who's going to come in. I mean, Ori Rosell is great, but Uri was like running out of gas in the last game. And it's probably one of the reasons that the LA Galaxy sort of collapsed down sort of that that end with Vancouver is that Rosell had no more left in the tank and he's not that guy. Now you put in a 22-year-old who's used to covering box-to-box stuff, playing the defensive midfielder stuff. You The Galaxy need that help in front of the back line. Edwin Cerillo could very well be that guy, but... The the I was talking to somebody about Surreal and they were like, I, I, I said, you know, can can this guy cover for Gaston Brugman knowing he's out? And it's like, listen, it's going to be an adjustment for him to sort of be in a team like the LA Galaxy and to be a starter. But in the long term, he's the starter in the long term. He's the guy who can come in and sort of be that 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 rock in that defensive midfielder place. And they see like really good things from him. and It's one of the reasons Dallas put a, uh, you know, a sell on percentage. On his contract, too, because they don't think again, I don't think anybody thinks that in the next four years, he's still going to be a major league soccer. Right. And that he could be going to Europe or Germany or somewhere else, that type of thing. It's just he's not one of these like super high prospects. But if you look at Dallas and what Dallas has done in terms of moving players out of the league mm-hmm. and, and into some, this is a guy who has the ability to move out of the league. He was playing for Dallas. He was starting for Dallas. Um, and so, so I, do
0: you think he's an X factor?
1: No, not yet, but I think he could develop okay. into one. I think in the next couple of years, I mean, he's 22. So like in the next two to three years, he's 25 and he's playing that position. He's been playing it for a couple of years now. That to me says, says that there's some upside. I think it's a question mark about how impactful he is this season. Um, but again, mm-hmm. he was playing for Dallas and doing a pretty good job. So if he can find his place in this Galaxy team, I think he'll do fine. I don't think he's going to be, he's going to be closer to like a Mark Delgado in terms of quiet you're not going to notice a lot from him, mm. but you're Works gonna, in the
0: shadows type player.
1: Absolutely. And he's going to be one of those guys who, when you, he's not out there, you're sort of like, Oh wait, wh- you're the galaxy are missing him right now. It's, it's one of those you, you yeah, notice yeah, him yeah. by absence. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I really do. I really do like, uh, sort of that we talked about, uh, Maya Yoshida and, and this is a guy who's coming in to be a starter. I mean, you know, he was sort of really interesting dude watching him talk, uh, on this press conference and stuff like that speaks English very well. Um, does a great job. I imagine he speaks like 12 languages. It just seems like yeah. he exudes that confidence, but, um, they had Japanese media in, in the press conference as well, able to talk to him. And he was like, Oh, I get to speak Japanese now. He goes, good. Very, a lot easier for me. You know, this whole deal. So he's got the jokes. He's, he's, he's a, he's a That's very great guy. You'll
0: uh, see, but you'll probably see the Japanese media quite a bit over the coming weeks. Th-
1: this is, we were talking about this in the discord and I thought it was really interesting that people had these takes. If you saw Mayushita, and again a guy we've talked about, has the international experience very similar to Caseris, right? The international mm-hmm. experience for the World Cup, captaining a World Cup team for Japan, um, you know, playing I think 130. Hold on, I have it. Uh, 154 Premier League games. Uh, Premier League games. That's that's a ton of experience. Syria, 72 games. You know, Japanese league, 71. The J1 league, 71 games. Uh, the Eredivisie, 54 games. Tons of international experience, and he—he, he, you can see when you talk to him too. So he—he he exudes that experience. Oh yeah. But we were talking because the LA Galaxy had, uh, Mayo Yoshida out to Angel Stadium where he threw out a, a first pitch, right? And you're like, oh, okay, cool, the whole deal. And people were sort of like, oh, why would they do that with the Angels and blah 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 the whole deal. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys know who plays for the Angels, right? <laughs> you, you you know you know Otani plays for the Angels, and that there's a huge Japanese. Uh, presence at every single Angel game. Uh, my mom has uh, season tickets to the Angels, so I, I get to uh, I get firsthand uh, look at all of the people who come to watch uh, Otani play, and so what wonderful marketing whoever thought of this is a dang genius and by the way you should it wasn't hard but just the fact that they got it done and they uh they got it done in the amount of time that they did but to have my issue to go out there to an angel game and be like hey i'm a japanese player hey japanese fans that are here to see otani i'm a japanese player and i'm going to play up this road at uh at uh, dignity health sports park and you can come watch me play soccer and now there's multiple reasons for you to be there and the See, arg- I
0: told you they were better, the, uh, better at marketing these days. I love it. But, but, Absolutely love it.
1: But Sophie, I got an argument, and they're like, "Oh, well, they're just doing it to target the Japanese fans." And they're like, "This is another signing where the, all you're trying to do is target a certain group of people." I'm Are you like,
0: "Kidding me? Do they know that? Do they know anything <laughs> about this player? Um, Seriously?" Uh,
1: I was like, "Wait a minute. He has the exact same resume as Casarus, basically, right? I mean, they're almost carbon copies. Even age, everything was like carbon copies. It made sense for them to put him in. But now that he's on the team." And now that you have him, why wouldn't you send him over to Angel Stadium and have him go pitch, go throw out the first pitch and be you know part of sort of the Otani madness that's over there? That makes perfect sense.
0: Totally makes perfect sense. Are you joking me? Oh. Otani is like breaking all sorts. He's change- changing baseball, that guy. It's ridiculous. And with the Japanese connection, this guy is also, it's not just chump change. I mean, he's led his team in a World Cup. I mean, it's not... This is a great signing, and what is wrong? Okay, so Messi can go to Inter Miami, right, and bring whatever, but you know, LA Galaxy can't sign a Japanese player. The Argentine, who, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, it's, I just don't, I just don't. I love this signing. Absolutely love
1: it. So awesome. The other uh, thing is that uh, Maya Oshida is also out there and he he put, he had a picture of him at Angel Stadium. uh, And uh, on this day, he goes, today is the 78th (laughs) atomic bomb memorial uh, day in Nagasaki. He was born in Nagasaki. So Mm. uh, he goes, pray for all the war victims, wishing peaceful world. He goes, 78 years later today, we are enjoying sports together. We only can enjoy in a peaceful world. What do you want to leave for your children? I mean, already, the, I, I already love this guy. He's like, he's yeah. out there. He's like, he's like we need to, you know, this war thing ain't going to work for people, all right? And now yeah. we're playing so baseball claim him
0: before the Dodgers do. Claim him <laughs> right. before the Dodgers do, get you a, know?
1: Get him in. Get him in there. And, yeah. and so I really liked uh, Maya Ishida and, and sort of what he had to bring. So we've talked about him a bunch. I expect that he's going to start. I expect that uh, Jalen Neal will start next to him. And it, it looks like Jalen Neal has been uh, sitting a little bit. He's had the groin injury that has been recurrent, remember? With the US men's national team, he was Mm -hmm. gonna play, and then they're like, Oh, excuse me, he has a groin injury, um, and then everybody was like, Oh no, he's injured. And it's like it's the same thing he's had. He has this 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 ongoing groin thing. And so resting him during the site is the best way to like get him to recover. So, you know, if Jalen Neal doesn't play until a week before the galaxy are actually supposed to play a game again, that's the best thing that can happen for Jalen right now.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's this is a it's a tricky time, isn't it? Because it's like starting a new season. This is gonna be like starting a new season and that comes with a lot of challenges uh, and also though the benefit of this is they've got new signings and they're able to integrate them into the team and they have time which maybe they wouldn't have had before.
1: Can, can I can I play like the devil's advocate a little? I know that's how everybody's going to spin it and even I would tell you that, that hey now they have a chance to get these guys in there. Mm-hmm. They get to train, and the Galaxy. Listen, the best thing that could have happened would be that the LA Galaxy were still in League's Cup, and they were getting these guys game time. Yeah, but they haven't. Yeah, I know, right? But let's let's not lose sight of that fact that like it's not as good as it could be. As good as it could be would be the Galaxy it's, are still in League's Cup, and they're getting game time with these guys to integrate them before. Because what's going to happen on August twentieth? You're going to get guys who, yes, you've trained a lot, but haven't been in any games with. And games are different than training. Everybody will tell you that. There's a different level, Mm -hmm. a different speed, a different everything, right? So I am very concerned coming out of um, this break with Real Salt Lake having done what they did in League's Cup um, and... Now, looking to that first game is that you're going to have a team. maybe they're a little more tired than the LA Galaxy. I mean, you can certainly say the rest helps. But you're gonna have a team like RSL come into Dignity Health Sports Park and you're gonna have the Galaxy trying to integrate, you know three new pieces into the starting lineup, however, they want to you know sort of do that and start it. and that's gonna be a battle for them. I think this twelve games is very difficult. I think not making any advancement in the League's Cup uh, is a huge, huge hurdle that they failed to clear. Um, and I think that hurts them again. Six, three, and three is what you're looking for for the LA Galaxy in the last 12 games. <sighs> I mean, let's play. Let's face it. I don't. Uh, <laughs> the Galaxy winning six games in in a span of 12, so winning half of the games that they're supposed to play. That seems like uh, I don't. We haven't seen that this year, right? It's one of those things. It's like uh, I haven't seen that. The, the Which Galax- is
0: why I think the time's important for yeah. Vanny. I really do, because this is a monumental task, and for me, his job should be on the line. If you miss the playoffs and you've had all of the transfer windows you have, and you know, you know, there's no excuse for this latest transfer window. There's been plenty to strengthen did. this team yep. and build on this team. You've got to find a way to make the playoffs. There is the for for a five star team. This is unacceptable to to miss the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I, and that's why I think he's had time to pull this together. What's he going to do? You know. And uh, now I think he's got the ability to have a plan B. I know fans have kind of questioned subs and timing and a lot of all of those different things.
1: I think the so. depth, I think if, if you're talking about depth and what happened in this transfer window, what did the LA Galaxy really get out of the transfer window? They got depth. Uh, not not in every position that they wanted, not probably mm-hmm. in the way. And there's a lot of starters in here. But when you have a starter, that means you push somebody else down into sort of the, the depth role. And so I think that there was some of that that happened. Um, I think they addressed almost all the needs that they really needed to outside of getting a designated player as a striker and sort of doing that. And, you know, with limited options and trust me, I had the conversations many times. They just didn't feel like they had enough options. And, and yeah, and I, I get that you don't you don't want to make a choice just to make a choice, especially if um, and Sophie, I know you, I think you're dedicated to it, um, which is, you know, hey, the playoffs are the, that minimum bar. And I agree with you. But um, I think right now, everything they're doing and sort of doing it, this saying, yes, this will help us right now. But most of this is that way that we're in a good position in 2024 as well, Um, which, by the way, should always be the case. You should always be in that situation Mm -hmm. where you're thinking about not just helping me now, but helping me next year as well. Not putting myself in a bad spot next year. How Mm -hmm. do I get out of this? And so many times with designated players, the LA Galaxy have been like, how do I get out of this? Right. Look at look at Giovanni dos Santos or Jonathan dos Santos. Right. How do I get right, out right. of these contracts? How do I move? I mean, Douglas Costa was even that way, except for the last, you know, month or so. <laughs> the, the recency bias takes hold there. So um, I really think that they're uh, that it's going to be tough. I think they got depth. I just they didn't get that one goal scorer. We I, I, I was predicting that the Galaxy would go as far as their striker would take them. And right now, the striker's not taking them anywhere. And if you're going to rely on Dayon Yovilech, then know that you may not you, you may not be getting anything. You get more from the wingers, but I don't know that you get any more from Dayon, um, which is tough. That's that's that's. Uh, what- I
0: think it's time. I think it now is the time to put the microscope on the manager. This is where he gets paid the bucks to 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 find a way to make it to the playoffs. And I don't think that going into 2024. That if he doesn't, he deserves another shot. I think he's had plenty of shots. I think he's had plenty of time. And I'm a fan. I like him. He's really and cool, authentic, in the presses and excellent in in that regard. But results matter, and he is accountable and resp- responsible for the results. And um, it's uh, pressure's on for him now. And and I think that he doesn't even if he doesn't make the playoffs, what you can't even call, talk about a legacy. I, or uh, it's chapters. It's not even an era. It's just chapters and chapters where really they didn't achieve much.
1: Yeah, and and certainly you see the 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 dip and everything that's happened here. I'll, I'll say this. Um, it'll depend on how the LA Galaxy go down this stretch about about Vanny. Um you know if they mm-hmm. if they collapse and there's nothing there and there's no fight there, then yeah, I think the job is on the line. I think if they're fighting for stuff, I fully expect right now the way that the Galaxy have gone and the way that I think they're planning. And again, this isn't my opinion. This is this is this is not what I think. This is what I think the Galaxy are thinking. Um, but in my mind right now, I think that if they make this run, if they get close, if they get to the playoffs, that type of thing, it's really going to depend on how the team looks down the stretch about whether or not mm. Greg Vanny's back in 24. But I'll tell you this: that if he does start the if he does start next year in 24, that leash will be short. That's not that's not a thing, right? They can't start the way that they started this year, and he can't. All of the. All of the leeway that he has had for all of the time is is slowly disappearing. In fact, you can watch it sort of ratchet itself out and you're like, OK, this is it. This is all, you know, it's like a boat pulling away from the dock with the line still connected to the dock. You can watch the rope like start to tighten and tighten and tighten. You're like you, you see it happening. Um, and so it depends on how they play down the stretch about whether or not that they run out of slack or not, I think. Um, that's certainly what I think of the galaxy are thinking right now anyway, but there's other things that are really big that could happen in this off season too. So, which is talking about like new presidents. Um, and I say presidents with an S because I think there might be co-presidents one on the business, one on the sporting side. Mm-hmm. Um, that could affect what happens in 2024 with any coaching staff, with any front office, with anything like that. There's visions that everybody has a vision and you bring somebody else new in there and they're going to have a vision for how it should go. And does Greg Vanny fit that vision? Um, mm-hmm. you know, does any of the, does any of this fit there? How does that produce itself? I think there's going to be a lot in the off season this year, a lot to keep us busy, certainly and, and talk about. So, um, well, we That'd can, uh, cool. we can talk about that a little bit. Um, one of the other things I want to talk about there was, it was kind of, kind of interesting. I saw this, but I always like highlighting art. I don't, is there something about art and sports? I love art that it has like this base in sports. Um, mm. so I'm a very big, like you see something and I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool. But, uh, David, uh, Godino, and I believe that's how you said it, but put out this poster, uh, with Jalen Neal called The Future of Los Angeles. Um I just wanted to highlight it because I think it's cool. Um, yeah, it's
0: very cool. It has a very it's a very art deco. It's very Chicagoan actually feels. It, it,
1: it feels you know, but that's like an that's there's LA landmarks back there, right? You yeah. Can yeah sort of yeah, see yeah I know. But, yeah, it's, of but it's a very conceptualized version of like, like LA it. and everything. I like the pink, quite honestly. I like that sort of plays off of the uh, the, the white jerseys and the, and Jalen Neal being there and I just can't say enough about the young kid who has sort of uh, been one of the real highlights of this year um, yeah you know he has he's he's fun to watch he's such a nothing phases him so like this is a guy you, this might make some people say he gets I'm sure he gets angry whenever he loses I don't want people to be like oh well he's just he just does he's so level. He is just level, level, not too high, not too low. I think for defenders, that's like the perfect sort of, you don't want them getting up. You don't want them getting down. You're like just nice and level, Jalen. And anywhere he goes, Sophie, he looks like he's in play. He goes up to the U.S. men's national team, plays on the nationals, and he's still hitting balls through the center. He's still finding and breaking lines. He's still, you know, pretty good defensively in a lot of things. That's a huge level jump that he took this year, Um, and he's just looked, Comfortable in it. The whole. He
0: looks like um, I I really, uh, even though I couldn't stand the teams he played for, I enjoyed watching Rio Ferdinand play. The way he'd bring the ball out the back, the elegance on the ball. Uh, Maldini's my favourite defender of all time, and probably a lot of people. Just the elegance on the ball, the ability to see everything in front of you. And carrying the ball out the back is really important in terms of being a modern day defender. But he's got the mentality for this game. He he certainly is very level headed. Um, and a lot of that has to do with his his family as well. Right. And I love you love to see it. You love to see them promoting with all these guys coming in and stuff, Josh. It's always you know, you got the homegrown player. Like I, I love it. I love to see it and promote him as much as possible.
1: He great kid. Um, I'd love to have him on the podcast here. I was, I was trying to get some people on the oh, yeah. podcast for tonight and do some stuff, and it just, you know. I just don't have like the bandwidth to just constantly beat on people until they come on the show. It's never just like, "Hey, would you like to come on the show?" Yeah, sure. And it's like always easy. It's always like, "Hey, uh, let me check. Let me have to check with this. I have to do that. Let mm. me ask them. Let me ask this." And it's uh, this whole process that you always have to go through. And I used to just be like, "Hey, did you talk to that person yet?" You have to like badger people in order to get stuff to be done. And I'm just like, "Well, I'm
0: here. <laughs> I mean, you know, just saying. Uh, you went through all my people. I mean, my PR, my assistant, the interns. Yes. I mean,
1: it's it's an army. It's an army of." Yes. Yeah, when I was complaining, I was complaining about <laughs> Sophie, who I didn't text this morning and said, hey, you want to do a podcast tonight? And she wrote me back, yeah, I can do it. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, uh, yeah, Good stuff. Um, wh- one other thing uh, that I want to point out is MLSPA came out, the M- Major League Soccer Players uh, Association. Uh, came out with their list of free agents for the 2024 season uh, one I invite you to go look at that list to see who are the big free agents and you know who you want to add if you're an LA Galaxy fan there's lots of that but from the LA Galaxy Tony Alfaro Kelvin Leardam and Uri Rossell are all eligible for free agency um, usually I would say this there are you know almost 30 teams in major League Soccer. Uh, there's a lot of places for guys to go. So usually if there's somebody who's a free agent, I would suggest that they will not stay with the club they're at. Usually. Maybe yeah. maybe 25% of the time they're going to stay at the club they're at, and the other 75% they're going to be lured off by somebody else who wants to pay them, blah, 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 whole deal. Never know. Depends on the player. Depends on the situation, all that stuff. And maybe the LA Galaxy are like, sign some of these guys to contracts before the free agency even comes up. Hey, Tony Alfaro, we'd love to have you. You seem comfortable here. We We like you. Come on, you know, and uh, Tony's a Tony's a, a, a Cal State Dominguez Hills guy, too. So you have a chance there, right? Or Rossell seems to probably like playing in great yeah. Fanny system. So maybe you have a chance there. Kelvin Leardam. That's a tough one. Leardam is such a good backup and he's done such a good job for the LA Galaxy in those sort of backup roles. And you'd Josh like to see him. You'd like to see him. Stay. I love defenders. You'd like to see him stay. I would love to see him stay because I think that's those depth pieces that you really want. Look he was able to fill in at center back for how many games, right? And the galaxy didn't have any center backs and Mm -hmm. he played, he played great uh, for what he was trying to do. He played great. Uh, I would love to see him stay, but that's a guy who will clearly get lured away by somebody uh, and get paid maybe more than you think.
0: So you'd think so. Wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. I, he's the nicest guy too. That's a guy that's another defender. So just like this the whole time. <laughs> "I like, love
0: your defenders. It's man, so true.
1: Man, <laughs> your I, man
0: crushes. <laughs> I played
1: defender when I, whenever I was playing soccer growing up. I was a defender. I was a center back and then a, a right back. And I would play, you know, like a right midfield sometimes too. In and, and that sort of way. Um, but I, I just, I, I loved I Defenders get such a bad rap. You you stop 99 out of 100 uh, chances, right? And that one gets through and you lose the game one nothing. Uh, you know, a striker misses 99 att- attempts out of the hundred they have, they score the game winning goal. And they're the hero. Totally agree. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Of course, that's how it goes. Um totally agree with that. So so uh that's something to sort of watch with that free agency and everything else that is going on. Uh let's see. Let me go over to the schedule and then we'll talk about Neymar to close this out, because why shouldn't we? Um the August schedule coming up again, the LA Galaxy host in Real Salt Lake. Uh that game's on August 20th, so still 10 days away uh from when we're recording on a Thursday night. Uh, let's see, then they host Chicago. Uh, they're away to San Jose. Uh, and then you look at some of these games, home to Houston, home to St. Louis, away, quote unquote, away uh, to LAFC. That still stays home. If you really think about it, you still sleep in your bed at night, right? So still still so- semi-home there, Soph. Um, that is a rough schedule. Oh my I mean, he, sir, Houston, I think, is if we're talking about where you think the LA Galaxy can get points, the RSL game coming out, you you have to get points in that game. Sorry, I, I would love to tell you yeah. that, that you don't, but you have to get points in that game. I think you'll Chicago- win
0: those two home games. Yep,
1: I think Chicago is a is a game that you can win. Going up to San Jose is always tough, so you know we'll see. Uh, that that that's one of those you're looking for a draw somewhere. Uh, Houston, that should be a win at home, but Houston always plays the LA Galaxy difficult, and it's always a pain. Uh, St. Louis one of the top teams if not the top team in the western conference um so they're in there uh you're playing lafc one of the top western conference teams you're playing minnesota uh at home uh, that should be a game you should win You're way to austin austin has been bad but the la galaxy have been worse but then austin sometimes is worse and it's just that's back and forth this whole season so that'll be an interesting one to watch la galaxy hosting portland you hope that you can win that game right? Uh, LA galaxy away to Seattle, definitely losing that game, especially in October, uh, Minnesota away to Minnesota, tough game. I mean, we talk about the galaxy losing just three games, Sophie, and I can find games in here. I can find probably five or six games where I could see them losing easily. Um, and then the last game, of course, why not play Dallas at home? that's, that's fan appreciation night. Do we have to go over the record of fan appreciation that I have the chart somewhere? I'll go dig it back up whenever we get closer. Um, but, but what about
0: the teams around them? I mean, it's not guaranteed that they're going to go on runs either, right? Mm-hmm. Are you? Is this maths based on the the teams around them doing similarly, it, or it's, what?
1: It's based on just the fact that the that like you're trying to get to 48 points, or you know, 45 points. The points, points. yeah. Okay. It's based on so points, Because usually the points. the points get you in, right? And I'll tell you right now, the Western right. Conference is not there's as far, there's some elite teams sort of up at the top, but even then I expect anybody in the Western conference to be able to lose or win on any single given day. Do, there's not somebody out there who I'm like, Oh, they're definitely going to win. Uh, the Western conference is a mess. Uh, it, there's mediocrity at every turn. And there's just some that are slightly above mediocre and some that are slightly yeah. below mediocre. The galaxy right now. I mean, I know it sounds crazy where they, where they're sitting in the table, but they're slightly below mediocre and what they've been doing, but they've been playing at a rate that should be above mediocre, which is, that's why it's all backwards and upside down this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, get the wins. Six wins. Get six wins and find I, It's possible. L- let's see what else happens. But six wins is so crazy uh, whenever we think about it.
0: They did it last season, so I'm going to say, you know what? Do it again. I, do it again, yeah. And get hot. you got to score goals. they got to be better at scoring and, you know, um, taking their chances. <clears throat> if they take their chances, they can win games. They really can.
1: Um. All right. So now let's talk about got... let, let's talk about Neymar, right? Because everybody, this is all that everybody's been talking about. It was funny because we've been seeing Mbappe and Neymar's name now kicked around for like the last like three weeks. And it's just been like, like you know, it's, it's over and over and over again. We've been seeing it. And it's funny because when you do what I do or you do what Kevin does or Sophie or stuff like that, you have to ask people questions about this knowing that most of the time they're going <laughs> to laugh at you, right? And you're like, yeah, I know. I know. I think I literally started a text it. message uh, today with uh, so I saw this thing on the internet. And we all know that everything on the internet is true. So le- can we talk about this? You know?" And it's funny just to have like a conversation with somebody about like Neymar. It's like, well, could the Galaxy get Neymar? Like, How does he get in to the league right now? I can answer that question. The answer is he can't. There is no team in Major League Soccer, none, not one, that can bring in Neymar right now. All right. Now, you're going to hear something. I learned a new rule today, Sophie. I didn't know this rule existed, and I know all rules that exist, except apparently I didn't know this one. It's like it's just funny because this isn't even an MLS rule. This is a FIFA rule, and I did not know this one. But Neymar is talking about a mutual termination contract with uh, PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, and um, and it looks like the mutual termination could go through, right? So mutual termination means we're tearing up the contract. You're happy. I'm happy. You go where you want. We'll go and do what we want to do. Uh, after apparently they guilted him by saying, Neymar, if you leave, uh, we're going to have to fire people here at the club. Uh, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to make sure that some of the young players don't play here anymore. We're going to have to sell them. They like trying to guilt trip the dude say, I'm Like you guys are ridiculous. Um, and somebody was pointing out, they're like, oh, so you have Neymar, Messi, and uh, Mbappe and you don't win anything. I
0: mean, I did text you in Panda.
1: Yeah, I you did. did. <laughs> you did, right?
0: And right away.
1: So, and so so we were so weird I'm discussing. But here's the deal is, you in order to come in in as a free agent, which I didn't know this. Uh, after the window has closed, you had to have been a free agent before the window closed, right? Well, Neymar has not been, was not a free agent and is not a free agent. He, and if they tear up that contract, then he would be a free agent, but he wasn't a free agent at the time the MLS window closed. So he cannot be added into the roster or registered within major league soccer until January. All right. So that means that nobody's able to bring him in right now. Now there is rumor and I, I swear this is probably fake, but it would just, it, even if it's fake, it illustrates how you could possibly get Neymar if you're an MLS mm-hmm. team. Right. And that would be Sophie. New York City apparently said we want Neymar. No. Yeah, I, I, come on, I'm just. He's got to come to the West Coast. Well, you know, it's a really small field for him to flop around. He's on. a
0: Laker fan, isn't he? Doesn't he love the Lakers? I mean, well, actually, he wears every but he wears every shirt. Known to, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's injury prone. Let's not. Let's not. I mean, he is injury prone. However, the signing of Neymar would be
1: massive. Massive. I mean, listen, let's not put it in the same category as Messi right? And by the way... Oh, it's close. It's Yes, but it is a significant... Listen, everybody knows who the greatest player in the world is. Messi, right? This is... I, I know it sounds crazy, okay? But there is such a... For us, we know that they're close, right? We know. For a casual, there's a moat between those two right there is the greatest of all time talent wise
0: yeah marketing wise I think Neymar's more fun I think he's more charismatic sometimes I think Messi I love the guy but he's a bit of a wet blanket sometimes isn't he
1: but you know what kind Of doesn't matter when he's just banging set pieces in like their penalty kicks.
0: I mean, look, <laughs> let's be let's be honest, he saved the league's cup, hasn't he? He's I mean, literally saved it single handedly. They
1: they now have said this was uh, Jorge Mas uh, came out and tweeted this today, and then Tim Cook from Apple sort of said something after uh, re- quote tweeted it right, talk about the craziness that, that is currently in Miami and everything. Uh, that subscriptions to Apple's league, league MLS season pass have doubled since Messi joined it's insane, they were close to a million and now they're over i guess they're over two million subscribers and it's somebody was pointing it out i thought it was really interesting we talk about league uh you know uh the mls season pass and everything and why geo blocking stuff is wrong they showed like a a clip of messy scoring for psg and it had like you know 13.4 million retweets but it's geo blocked so not everybody can see it so Mm 13.4 million people saw this tweet and then they had another one with like in a different club but it was geo blocked and so you know it was like 7.8 million people saw this tweet and then they showed messi scoring for mls and it was like 150 million people and it's like that's the difference whenever you don't geo block stuff when it's available everywhere in the world no matter where you yeah. do it they said uh, 50% increase in Spanish listenership and and watching whenever uh, whenever Miami plays and Miami plays on the Spanish uh, station side of things just crazy numbers You bring Neymar into that eep, more subscriptions everything oh. happens right yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's so he's one of the most marketable players. You know, OK, forgive the Olympic diving. You know, we all know that he's petulant and has been petulant. He's still a massive talent when fit. I think he could be a, he will be a superstar here. It will light it up. And he's there's something about him that at the edge. He's kind of seen as the bad boy, but he really isn't. Um, and I, I would love to see it. And I think that when you're talking about all these different plays going to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. I think Messi loves that he's come here and he's running the show. You've got now Ronaldo, but there's a, been a bunch of plays that have gone. Um, and I believe that Messi, the same way it happened with Beckham, the same way we've seen it happen even prior to that in the Beckham-Bauer and Pele days th- – They are seeing like the the American culture living here, that life. Neymar plays like that. They absolutely love it. And they'll just slot right in. And I think it would be brilliant. And I, I do think there's sustainability in the league now enough to the point where there's such a culture building in all of the markets that adding the these players is great for a couple years, but I think the league the the league will be better for it, not worse for it, once they go. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, there there's a lot of people who are like, well, me- what's going to happen to Inter Miami whenever they're you know Messi's two two and a half years are up? You know, playing with with Inter Miami, someone else will come in. I, I'm not concerned. The people like act like having a whole bunch of eyeballs on the league and like selling out games and doing all that stuff is a bad thing even if it's interim. It's good. And yes, you're not going to convert 95% of those people. You probably convert 5% of those people though. Right. And that's something right. And so that builds. Uh, The loan deal that was sort of issued out there was that New York City was going to get Neymar and then they were going to loan him to a Brazilian team for the rest of the year and then acquire him basically in the January transfer. That is something that I believe all teams could do even the LA Galaxy if they were so inclined i will tell you this and here's my inside information um i don't believe the la galaxy see neymar as a target i don't i and and maybe that changes because we're expecting rules changes you, you were texting baxter and i mm-hmm. We're talking about rules changes there's there's a lot of rumors out there that there could be a fourth dp that the salary cap could increase by seven million dollars um If there's a fourth DP, then maybe Neymar becomes something that you're like, yeah, that's a a home run because you have three guys that you can rely on. And if Neymar Mm -hmm. can't get it together, you still, you know, you have Neymar, but he doesn't, he's not there all the time. Um, I think the teams that do the best with maximizing their designated players are still going to do the best in the league. And that's sort of usually how it, how it happens. You hit on your, listen, look at Messi. You get Messi. I mean, you get Messi and all of a sudden your team is going to go, the chances of them making the playoffs are probably higher than the LA Galaxies, and they're in a worse shape in terms of uh, where they're sitting. Right. Um, and we
0: know Messi's going to play next season. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm not being funny. If it goes well and he's fit and he's lean, he could extend. You no. don't know, well, right?
1: And and I think that Inter-Miami did the smart thing, too, that those three U-22 players that they were going after, mm-hmm. you want to talk about longevity and what the impact of Messi means? That's those yeah, three U U23 exactly. players could really be it.
0: So. L A Galaxy can't whiff. L A F C too. They, 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 neither team I don't think can whiff on a play like that becoming available.
1: It's, uh, it's, and I, it's I've, one of those no brainers that I think it's like you're stupid if you don't try it. Right, but yeah, the ga- yeah. the problem is that hardcore fans. Um, the people who listen to our podcast, the people who have been following the Galaxy, are going to want to stay away from that just because of the injury history and the fact that you that they've been burned by Giovanni. I get Dost that. And
0: I, and I said that. Yeah,
1: it, he's injury prone. It, it is, and it's something there. And you're sort of like, oh man, but like I'll, I'll tell you this. This should also tell you. So if he goes to LAFC, Galaxy fans are fine with that. I know they're not. Like I see no, people getting angry. Not. Gosh darn it, you know. Like I see them arguing about that stuff all the time. Understand that. Um, sometimes you make the move. Uh, with, and you rolled the dice. Um, so anyway, I, I, again, I don't know that Neymar figures into the LA galaxy's plans right now. I think, uh, there are some people certainly within the organization said there's probably a lot of ways that you could spend 30 or $40 million. Maybe that would be in a different vein than Neymar. Um, I would say the LA galaxy seemed to be coming a club of culture. So, which is Mm -hmm. how did how does this person fit into our culture? Um, really interesting when you see Maya Yoshida doing that. Um, how they how they sort of talk about how he fits in, or Tony Alfaro and how he fits in, or um, you know Edwin Cerrillo, Diego Fagundes. But uh, the only thing that worries me about Fagundes is that he was so attached to Austin, and he seemed shocked by the move. And he still you could t- every time you talk to him, you could sort of see that he was still sort of like going through that that right. mourning. Um, Having said He'll have that, a chip on his shoulder, maybe I think there will be, um, but mm-hmm. he he's also mourning that loss, and you can tell that. So I mean, you know, how does that sort of put itself? But together, culture-wise, Fogundes fits in exactly the way that they want him. Fits in with Boyd. Fits in with like you just see the culture, and I wonder if Neymar. If I wonder if they abandon culture to go after somebody like Neymar instead of finding somebody that fits within that culture, it's certainly going to Depends be a who
0: the you know you're talking about co-presidents, maybe you def, you know. I I read someone in chat saying a president should be able to pick their own coach. Mm -hmm. You just, if there's change coming, who knows? I mean, Messi became captain immediately, even to Miami. A play like Neymar comes in, he becomes the
1: culture. Well, and
0: that's that's and that's. Are you willing to take that risk?
1: What What do you think, though? I mean, when we talk about Inter Miami and all the things, I just highlighted the U twenty two moves. What was the other? Tata Martino was a big move for that too, right? Exactly. So that's
0: that would never have come together without Tata Martino. There you go. Uh, You know it. And look, you know, you got Alba, you got Busquets. They could win MLS next season. Good. Could could fall flat on their face I mean, too they get with all to those the, guys. Can they get to the playoffs? They, they, they might.
1: They might win League's Cup and Open Cup. Just so, wait. Just to put that, they could be going for a treble if they could make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Last week's optimism uh. gave us a five dollars super chat. A little late joining for me tonight, but thanks for all you guys do. I'll definitely watch replay. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Um, I think that's it. LA Galaxy don't play again until August twentieth. We'll keep you updated Wowza. on all that stuff. We will be back on Monday. Kevin Baxter back in country uh, by Monday as well. I think he comes in Thursday. That's the see. Oh, today's thursday maybe he landed he'd probably be screwed up for the next like three days though with all the time change <laughs> and everything so uh he'll be back to not being in the future so we plan on having a show on monday and we'll continue to talk about whatever there is to talk about so that's what we sit and, and how we do it miss soph uh, i certainly appreciate you joining me today thank you
0: thank you for having me um always a pleasure uh, absolutely smashed it and uh once again walking away with a couple of little nuggets of uh, my uh, LA Galaxy education
1: that's, from Josh. That's, that's what we want to be. We, we, it's a bit... We- we want to be like McDonald's. Give you a six-piece of nugget, little nuggets, six piece of nuggets for your time. Right? Oh, I do love.
0: I, you know, I mean, everyone can have their canes and everything. A good old-fashioned on a road trip, McDonald's nuggets because you know, like literally an hour after eating them, they're going to repeat on you for sure. But it will be worth it. That sweet and sour sauce, just perfection.
1: I, I salute you and your and your your nuggets. Uh, absolutely appreciate it. All right, here is a. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Let's see if I can hit the right button this time as we go out of the show let's instead see. of screwing it up. All right. Let's, tell people where they can find t- I'm, you. So. I'm, I'm
0: pretty certain that you're going to hit the right button. Thanks for having me, everyone. Um, thanks and uh, to everyone in chat. hope you're having an epic summer. Stay healthy. Be happy. And uh, yeah, at Highbury Squad, give us a shot. Premier League starts next, uh, tomorrow. Jesus, yeah. not next week. It's tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just going to go to bed. All that travel's caught up with me. That sounds
1: good. Thanks, Soph. We certainly appreciate it. If you're uh, looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman at Galaxy Podcast, on threads at Galaxy Podcast. Of course, you can head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of our shows, stuff on there. Uh, Shout out to Mike Gray and Alex Ruiz, no longer working for The Striker, uh, but I I have a feeling that those two guys will be back doing something very certainly certainly not with me uh, although I'd love to have them but I have a feeling they're going to be doing something special so keep an eye on those guys and we love you both all right uh, that does it for Miss Sophie DeCanon. Nicola. I'm Josh Pato Gessman. you've been listening you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy at cornerofthegalaxy.com have a great one everybody you've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes Stitcher and Facebook